2: You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at walmarta.com/slash/doingourpart. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard. Chelsea it's Carvalho to his right Lampard for the title Lampard it's 2-0 it's Chelsea's championship and 50
1: years of waiting have come to an end Lampard comes out to Essien
2: oh my goodness it, it's a counter it. attack it's De Gea drop back and now get in the middle of the drop against he it it Strict it, Strict it. Stretch stretch Chelsea 2 Stretch the Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, in it. oh, the centre. The Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, the it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, Stretch it, as possibly bleak as
1: this.
3: Yes, what's going on? Welcome to Chelsea Hour, part of the Touchland Frackers Network. Standard practice again, weekly Chelsea content delivered every Friday morning for your ears by myself, Yassine James, joining team this week. Meads, what's going on, mate? Not too bad, brother. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Um, Joe, you good? Yeah, good, mate. How you doing? All good, all good, all good. Dan Sof. How are you, mate? What's up, man? I'm excited, bro. Yeah, well, listen, let's start straight away because we're all children at heart and I think transfer transfer uh, news is, is what gets everyone going, especially in times like this where we don't have any actual football to watch. Um, We did put listeners' questions out for this week and... We thought it might actually be a slow news week. But as is the, as is the trend now on Thursdays, um, we've got something breaking to discuss. And it's all that, even, even on the questions, is all that half the people want us to talk about anyway. So, put simply, it, it's looking possible to likely, uh, Meads will get at me for this, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the listeners now, listen, as Mead said, me and Meads had a chat about this and we discovered since the Rubinho signing, I've never let myself get hurt again. Until they're, <laughs> until they're in the shirt, probably even until they're five games in and I know what to expect, I don't get happy anymore. Um, but allegedly, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano um, of Sky Italia and a freelance journalist, uh, Timo Werner and his agents have confirmed to Chelsea that they Support
2: for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. They're
3: ready to consider and agree deals for a contract offered until June 2025. If Liverpool will not hijack the move, um, then he's going to accept. Now, there is, there is a little bit of chat that Liverpool aren't on, on it financially whoa, right now and aren't whoa. willing to spend.
2: Yeah. Let's pause, whoa, 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 because so, I've got some further news. So, apparently, Liverpool are broke, boys, and ain't got money to hijack the deal. So, here we are. I know, yes, you are, um you know, I'm not going to say you're contrarian, But at this very moment in time, when it comes to sign-ins, you don't believe it until it actually happens. And that's fine. I understand the heartbreak. I was there with you in the trenches. I understand. But you see me? My heart is quite resolute. I can deal with heartbreak. I've dealt with the (laughs) rebuke, the Neymars. I've dealt with all of that. I've dealt with the Morata sign-ins. I've dealt with the kids. I'm resolute. You get me. So I can understand. I understand you, though. I can empathize. Think everyone. I've
3: just, I've just got to a place now where it's not, it's not a heart of stone. You know, I still, I still, I still find joy in places, but I just try not to get too high. Try not to, you try not to get too high. And also, you calm down on everyone else. You won't let anybody else. <laughs> well, no, I'm just like, worried you'll drag life. me up like balloons. No, no, it's bad <laughs> it's, it's Jermaine, Jermaine is the influence on everyone Jermaine, in the group chat. He's not here um, to back himself, but I, I will call him out. It's, he's had a bad guy. effect on me because he Yass makes is the guy to
2: shut down. He asks the guy to shut things down. It don't matter how positive it's yeah. looking. No matter if he's in the training ground. No matter if he's sat with Marina. Nothing. He is not having it. He needs not, to see the
0: contract in the PDF in front of him
3: and then done. he's fine. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not 100. Like I said to you lot, I said, until COVID's officially done, I don't know about the Z-Acting yet, I don't, <laughs> I don't care what's happening. I don't care been I don't know what's happening. Bro. But this Werner stuff does seem like he's got legs. Um, there's, there's been reports of what the contract details is, 10 million euros a year, release fee that's expiring before I think 15th of June it was, so they are moving quick. Um, yeah, I Yeah, well, we'll get into it, but I, I'm not buzzing that he's been twerking for Liverpool for, for how long um, mm. and seemed really, really dead set on that move. But then, like like we've kind of discussed amongst ourselves, there is that pull with Lampard. And, mm. and it's something we talked about a little while ago with players of that generation. Just before we get into any Werner any deep dive, that must be something that's, that's going right for us at the moment. It's something that Ziyech mentioned, and it's, it's definitely that sort of player in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Having that icon in charge, it helps.
2: Yeah. It means you can take
3: the floor with this because we said it was central. God, but,
2: uh, this, is I said it. this is the thing, yeah. People were rubbishing the notion of <laughs> young... It's, it's true, though. People are rubbishing the notion of having an icon. I think you need to stress, Frank Lampard is a footballing icon and, more, more importantly, a Chelsea legend. And I don't think you can get legendary status as high as Lampard, unless you are the Didier Drogba's or the Terry's. And even that's up in the air, really intruding. Frank Lampard is an inspiration to a lot of these young players, especially in their early 20s. Um, that's not to say that... I feel like Werner did have a, a, a greater pull to Liverpool because obviously Jurgen Klopp, Champions League winner, they're going to win the Premier League now. He's a, he's a fantastic manager. And I think that any rational young player or player in general would want to play under him because he's infectious and he's a great coach. And he's, he's he showcased that over the last at least 10 years, in my opinion, um, since he's been managing. So he's been a fantastic manager. However, Liverpool are broke, boys. So the next yeah. the next best option <laughs> will be us. And the project that we're building, like... We said on the pod quite an, uh, a number of times, uh, like uh, we need a hitter and we need a goal scorer, whether they're from wide, whether they're up front, and he really does fit the bill as much but as you know that,
3: what. Do you know what? Do you know what means on that, yeah? yeah. Whether they're wide, whether they're up front, I'm gonna throw this to Dan because I know this is me and Dan had. I think we he fits the perfect profile of what we need in terms of numbers as well, in that being both mm-hmm. um, and being able to play with a number nine and maybe yeah. being able to play off for number nine or maybe even dropping off of himself but that's that was almost the perfect thing of our squad where we didn't want to destabilize the wing players too much yeah he didn't want someone to interrupt tammy's minutes too much is that um, happy? He, it's a question it's a question we'll get into yeah um because it has he been so up. happy <laughs>
0: Sorry, Dan's okay, face is just killing me at the moment. <laughs> Dan's face is amazing. I've never seen him smile so much in my entire I've life. I've
2: never seen. I swear, I've never <laughs> seen Dan so chuffed in my life. Oh. I've oh. known Dan a long time.
3: This is the most chuffed I've seen his face. It's, just, it's not even just chuffed. You know, it's, it's, it chuffed. Like it's chuffed, happy, smug. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been chatting to Dan for a few years now, and he's <laughs> never relented on the the goals over everything mantra, yeah. right? And and even inventing uh, GSI, this, this season yes. big, big stat. And Great. from when you're now, I can see why the smile's coming because if we if we just gloss over his season so far, it, listen, I don't know how how sustainable it is, but this season, 28 starts, 29 games, 25 goals.
1: It's
3: a it's a mad thing, and I like because
1: Meads. I think Meads out of all of us, you were the first one. You came to the chat once. You said, "Vern is it." Vern, Vern is it, and I had like I went over and I kind of looked at the videos. And look, I'm I'm just happy because Liverpool fans are sad. I listened to the Liverpool <laughs> podcast. I listened to the Liverpool podcast. They had a special guest journalist, and they were talking about how yeah we're we're it now we're big. Like, but when it came when it comes down to it, when the time comes, they don't have the funds.
0: About Romans pulled out the black mastercard and gone. yeah sorry this
1: lads. Why Roman's pulled out the card. He's
0: flexing,
1: isn't it? All of these cops saying, "I want to be run as a business." Well, you're a business, and right now the economy's not looking too good. But that's what I'm trying to say. So, like, uh, w- with Werner, I've done my deep dive. I've done the stats. I-, I think I done a tweet like two weeks ago. Out of all of the like strikers under 25, takeaway Mbappe, no one can really track the Werner. Yet. And this is someone that can play, like you said, wide. That can play up front. So, like. I think on the pods, we've talked about it as well in terms of, we lacked two critical things in terms of creativity and course. Ziek Werner, I can't complain. I, I honestly can't complain. Listen, also, it's some...
3: not just the players, but it's, it's the business, man. Like, mm. I, was, uh, I got a few of my mates who were asking me about the Werner thing earlier and um, a lot of them are gooners. And when you think that Werner is, is a bit of change more, 10 million more, um, but, sorry, Bernard and Ziek are 10 million more than what was splurged out on Pepe last Ooh. year, than what is splurged out on one player. Ooh. The Sancho thing for 100 and whatever is going to cost at this state at a market. like It's savvy business. It's okay. people at good ages. It's people who've contributed to winning teams.
2: Okay, boys, let's have this discussion. A couple pods ago, we, really? had, we had this discussion in regards to the efficiency of our transfers. And how much we're going to be spending, and whether it's rational, and whether it's actually sensible um, for us to be spending 130. I think the price was quoted about 130 million pounds on Sancho. And whilst we agreed, and we feel, and believe that Sancho is a fantastic player, and that that can't be denied, 130 million pounds on one player didn't really sit right with any of us, really. And when it came to divvying up how how we spend the money, all of us kind of agreed that you know. We'd rather get an attacker that hits goals. We'd rather get a creative player that could either play wide or play centrally to create and feed in midfield. And obviously, we're quite comfortable with our squad already in terms of Loftus-Cheek, the Hudson-Odoi, so we don't want to disrupt what we already had. And it's just crazy how it's almost like Frank is listening to the pod and thinking, hmm, you know what? Needs. That guy. Needs. I, I... <laughs> Because
1: honestly, the structure of it is great. They're looking out for us. Bro. They're
3: looking out for us. Why do you think news come out on Thursdays? They're listening to the fun. They know they need to actually, get it, get it out what? by
1: lunchtime. I think We're this still- is
3: going back to last week Meads. You see, when you said that I've changed my tune on Lampard a little bit, which I held my hands up. It's based on evidence. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he's changed his tune. They're <laughs> They're listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> <like the> <laughs> Cause <laughs> I, 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 it's hard to tell. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen. I mean, it, it, it's, it's undeniable
2: at this point in time though. Bro, it's absolutely undeniable. <laughs> the correlation. I'm telling you, the way things keep falling into place, every Thursday we get a good positive announcement or an announcement of sorts um, that matters to the club. It's weird. it's weird. It's weird. It's weird how it's working. And it's also weird how the composition of our attack has just completely changed now. So, oh, I mean, that's just Werner. And that doesn't mean that Tammy's now pampered to the bench. Even Jay has got his request. Jay was requesting that you can get a striker in that isn't so far gone of Tammy, but he's a, a goal scorer. And he could even play wide, but also he could push Tammy in terms of the, that starting um, up front berth as well. So it's also yeah. like every one of us kind of got our wish... Um, which is quite odd.
3: I know, James. Well, kind of I've, he... I've, I've got, I've got reservations for sure about in of terms of things. But w- the one thing I always maintain with the Tammy stuff, um, and this is why Joe when we would have chats about Eduardo and stuff. I love Eduardo; <laughs> he's quality. But I, my biggest thing for any forward player that we sign is I wanted them to be an alternative above right. all else, rather right. than a direct replacement uh, mm-hmm. or like for likes change or sub or whatever. Um, and I don't think you could have got two more different players, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, just, just a quick one to to frame the chat on on Werner because I think this was I found this, um, and I found it really interesting read to be fair. Um, they were chatting to Nagelsmann, who a lot of people have credited with accelerating Werner's game a little bit and um, and really take, kick cracking on with him because uh, last season he was good, last season was efficient, last season XG of point. 4 per 90. Very, very strong um, for a striker at that level. And 16 goals, 30 games, it matches up. This season, XG of 0.74 per 90. So even, even the, the finishing, it is it's, it's high. It's higher than that. But he's getting on the end of good chances. So he's definitely benefited a little bit from a good coach, a top coach, yeah. a good system, a really ingrained philosophy in the club. Um, but I did find this particularly interesting, especially in terms of one of the listener questions and a few which will come up in terms of how he's going to look and a lot of people sort of worrying about the Tammy thing. So before we get on to any listeners questions, they asked Nagelsmann um, about Werner, basically the Bundesliga official official website. And um, he said, yeah, he's a different profile. It's part of the reason we have started him a bit deeper. We don't want him right on the last line because he needs a bit of a head start, a bit of tempo, in order to really show his pace on the pitch. Mm. When he's on the last line, he finds himself static when he needs to get going. But with a bit of room in front of him, he can hit top speed. And from this deeper position, he's much more involved in our build-up and combination. Oh, I love in the that. last few years, all his moments have been coming in transition, whereas now he can combine and he has his moments in that area too. He's having more touches... And his new position has done his development good, playing in between the lines against teams who sit deep. Alhamdulillah. That's another Ooh, trait he'll need to develop ah, further in Europe. Hold so, on. I think, Hold on. I'm intrigued. I, I, give me more. Give me more. Well, that, well that's, what, that's more that he's talked about. But then I think that's the main quote. But when you look at Werner's sort of positions in Nagelsmann's system, as opposed to the old sort of 4-4-2, four, four, smack, bang, bang, go, red ball, he does... Work the channels a lot more, and he does seem to interchange a little bit with Nkuku on the on the left, and he does rotate a little bit, and he does come a bit. He's still very much a get in behind, angle the run, finishes like Joe. You put up a fantastic radar graph recently that we're going to share on the account tomorrow, um, showing that his his game is goals, chances, xG. But I think we're really benefiting from the fact that even Zia to to sort of go off on one a little bit. He was very much a winger. This last season, because of the losses that Ajax have had, he's, he's had more experience in the middle and being a sole creator and had to adapt from scorer to creator. And now Werner, we've benefited, if he signs, potentially, <laughs> um, from him having a top coach who's, who's working to make him a more rounded player. Um, my main reservation with him was that he might just be a bit hit over the top, and we don't get that space, and we're not the Bundesliga. Yeah. But if if a top top coach is saying that he's really developed in those little interchanges and 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 combinations, that's that's music to my ears. Joe, is there any reservations you have about this signing, or is it is it smooth sailing for you?
0: Yeah, very similar to you, Yaz, I think. I mean, I know my sort of one criticism of the Bundesliga is just how open it is at times. And, you know, whether you get these players that have these enormous attacking outputs, how that translates to specific, uh, specifically the Premier League. So I think there is that little bit for me. Um, certainly, like, in terms of his position, I think probably, certainly in the Premier League for me, at the moment, he's, he's a wide forward. So how, how that translates um, in terms of what he's being asked particularly. But... I think if we're sort of just trying to simplify things a little bit, you know, this is a guy who I think certainly from that sort of left-hand side, sort of either the, the kind of the wide channels or um, sort of the half uh, half spaces from, from the left-hand side, you know, his runs, his ability to finish consistently, um, just, yeah, just his sort of general kind of work rate as well, I think is, is really, really impressive. So I think at the moment he's certainly someone who can you can give the club a slightly different option to Tammy. I think also, you know, the, the interesting thing this season will be whether we see us play two up top more often. So Tammy with, with you know, Werner kind of dropping into the hole a little bit deeper directly behind him. But I think overall, I'm, I'm really positive. You know, I think this is a guy who, if you're looking at sort of in the market now, someone who is a buyable and obtainable, but also who just seems to score an awful lot of goals. And OK, maybe he doesn't hit that many goals in the Premier League. But I think he's certainly someone that, that will get you double figures. Um... You know, if he can sort of hit the ground running. But I'm I'm really, really happy with, with the with the signing. I think it's it's one of those that we've all looked at as as a goal scorer and the needs that we need to have in that area. I think he fits it perfectly. Certainly coming from that left hand side, cutting in on that right foot, you know, there aren't many better in Europe really. If you look at sort of the, the variety of goals and finishes he has from that area that are that are better than him. And uh, yeah, I mean, as you, uh, as you said earlier, you know, the fact that Liverpool fans are now sort of slightly crying a little bit about it makes it even more sweeter. But I'm, I'm really, really happy with the, with the sign, particularly when you combine it with Zayac and, and compare it to the Pepe fee and some fees that were paid for other players in the, in the past. I think
3: it's definitely, I think it's definitely uh, something that Dan alluded to the other day when you asked on the, on the account, Dan, you, out of our squad, who are you confident on? and put through 1v1 and everyone yeah. was scratching their chins oh, yeah. Heads, everything. yeah yeah um, yeah it's a very point yeah and I, I will give Verner that he is, he's very he's, he is rapid he times his runs well um, and, and he's, he's good 1v1 he, he does lack a little finish in between the keeper's legs and he has that sort of henry, um curl he he's got, got the little curl in well. the corner
1: yeah he likes
0: that
3: you know what
1: Jermaine yeah. said it was like a
0: Nelco. Uh, actually yeah I can see that a lot actually yeah that's a really really good comparison He's 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 like the next. Pl- so every every generation of player, there's a white player that has that sort of pace. He's a, he, he's he's the, he's this generation's player that it fits the PMP kind of model. So we finally got like wow. We, we wow. Had, the, who was the last great white hope, Joe? Craig, Craig Bellamy.
1: Bro. Craig, Craig
0: Bellamy. <laughs> Bellamy. Bellamy. Bellamy, 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 Bellamy. Bellamy.
1: Bellamy. All pace. Bellamy. Bellamy. Oh. Bellamy,
0: Bellamy. used to breeze oh. past people in his little but gremlin she, body. Him, mate.
1: I swear, <laughs> I didn't expect that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you speak- know what. Do you know what it is, right?
2: With with Erna, I don't think he... The best thing about his signing is not only his tactical flexibility, and obviously um, Nagelsmann um, alluded to it earlier, but it's his capacity. I don't think he will take a lot away from anyone else. I think, generally, he will enhance us. I don't think we have to sacrifice much to get him in, if you get what I'm trying to say. I feel like there's a lot of players that you could buy... And then you start sacrificing um, the yeah. team stuff just yeah. to get the best out of him. Whereas I don't think you necessarily get that much with Werner. It's hilarious because even um, Rafa Hogenstein said on Copper and um that he believes that Werner would take Liverpool to the next level. So, up a gear. Um mm. So, I mean, he's highly regarded in Germany quite clearly. So it's going to be quite interesting to see, well, if he does come, like Yas ja says, um, <laughs> How well he, how well he um well, how, how how well he does for us because um again the best thing about the best thing about signing multiple players I guess in my opinion of um, a good quality and good standard is the burden isn't all on them so ZH coming in by himself if it was just him we just got ZH and that was it the burden on him to perform and improve us would be great whereas now ZH and Verna. The, added, the responsibility isn't only on one player. And you need to bear in mind, we're also getting players back from injury as well. So there's just a nat- the na- the natural burden, and they're, they're almost going to be like fresh players. Like Ruben, for me, is like a new transfer, a new player. And you may not get the same careful, quality.
3: Careful, That's Arsenal rhetoric. That's Arsenal rhetoric.
2: Let me give my caveat. That's a real
3: shit thing. Wait,
2: <laughs> Let me give my caveat. Let me give my caveat. Now, you may not get the same Ruben pre-injury, but what you do get is a player that has quality,
3: period.
2: 100%. 100%. And that, that, that's it. And that again, it's all about splitting the burden. Myself and Dan have had this theory for the longest of time. You can't have a team that is reliant on one player in terms of bringing quality because the burden on them becomes way too much. And when you're solely dependent on them, they can't be 100 every time. They can't. Not even the best can be. So it's very difficult to give it to a player and let him do his thing. You need to have multiple players on the pitch that can do stuff. Because once you share the burden, you're generally going to be a better team. Do
3: you know what I think I think I'm going to hold it there for a sec because there's a question a listener question that we're going to get into, which I think can really lead us into that and talk about Juverna's relationship with everybody else. Cause I think it's fascinating to speculate on if he signs. We'll jump in. We'll start with the listener questions now. Um, obviously, we've recently set up the Chessy Hour Discord. So everybody listening, get involved in that. Um, really, really, really jump on. Um, we're going to make that as interactive and as, as populated as possible on a daily basis. Discord questions, four listeners' questions now do get priority, so they're the ones we will just always lead with as well. So if you want to just be at the start of the pod with that question, lead the discussion, lead us down our rabbit holes and arguments and frackers, then please, please jump on that. Um, first one from Manny. Assuming Werner signs, is my type of guy this, assuming he does, <laughs> assuming he does, who will have the bigger impact on Chelsea next season? Ziyech or Werner? Ooh, good
0: question. Very Good question. Um, I think in terms, of, in terms of direct goals and I think that for me probably is the biggest problem in our attack is just that we don't have enough people that consistently score I would say Werner but with a caveat that I think Ziak will add an absolute ton in terms of creativity so I expect us to have better quality chances but I, I expect Werner to be on the end of them so just purely in the fact that he'll be the guy sticking the ball in the net I'll go with Werner Do
1: you know what? For me, balancing that out Ziek will probably score two. He'll score two. Yeah, 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 100%. But yeah, level, But he'll create two. Mm. But I think I'll agree with you just because like echoing what Mead said, like when you just have one goal scoring your team, no one's like going to be popping for the whole season. So when one goes down, there needs to be another one there just to kind of pick up the slack. And for the last three seasons, we had Narada scoring. Then he went down. There was no one to pick up the slack. Then it was, I think it was, Hazard doing it. And uh, it just always seems we're just relying on one person and then after Christmas they go bust. So hopefully, if if he signs, um, we'll have Tammy <laughs> and Verna or even, or even like Hudson or Ziyech. And But we'll, I think we've got more goals. More, I'm more than confident. enough, man. We've got yeah, more goals I'm, now. I more... haven't been this confident in our attack for a long time. You know what I'm so
2: saying, bro? You're asking about... me to choose. Dan, do you know how long... This has been a journey, bro. <laughs> I, I don't think people understand how much of a journey this has been because for the last couple of years, maybe the last four or five years, we have literally spoken about the lack of firepower and we've spoken about the burden that is on one player. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't. And the, remember, Dan, during the season, you were worried about what, um, what Lampard was saying in terms of the burden, the burden, because he kept referencing it and you kept thinking oh, so he wants to just sort it by getting another striker. But I was like, no, 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 no. And I was trying to clarify, I was saying, Lampard sees what we see. You need yeah. to understand because he, 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 he knows.
0: He listens to the pod, he knows. He, he knows what the, the issues pod. are. He,
2: to the pod. he knows what we're Because we've been saying for all year, we have been saying, look, yes, Tammy's done his thing and we can't, we, like, as much as people say, that well, we've been harsh on Tammy and been harsh on Pulisic or harsh or blah, blah, blah. But the, the reality is, Tammy's done okay. He's, he's, done done well. he's done well, he's done his thing. However, the rest of the attack have not been pulling their weight. So as much as you want to be talking about Pulisic scoring six goals or blah, 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 no, it's not enough. The reality is it's not enough. And Pulisic, Pulisic hasn't pulled his weight. Oh, Mount hasn't pulled his weight. Oh, sure. um, is he back to being called the American best, for the time a lot, being? A lot, a lot of these people haven't pulled their weight.
0: You so that's why this. We've, not been,
2: we've not been comfortable with our attack. We've never been comfortable with our attack. Now we've got a Werner as well as a Tammy. I'm not too concerned about worrying, okay, if yeah. Tammy doesn't score, who else is going to score? Yeah. I'm not I'm, going to be worried about that.
1: I remember going into one season with Conte, and it was Maratta. I think me and Mead said, okay, we need Batshuayi and Marat to play. Otherwise, it's done. And in this season as well, going into the season, at the beginning of the season, it was like, okay, cool. We've got Tammy, but we probably need another striker to play too because otherwise it's done. Yep. But at least this time it looks like we're actually gonna have two goal scorers on the pitch. That's I crazy. That. And I know time? and I know rival fans listening to this are gonna be sick because they've never seen so yeah, I, I bet you can hear my smile. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: bet you can hear it.
2: Oh <laughs> mate.
3: Look sure. Dad, but this is the thing, it's not just it's not just Werner, like it's a good question to compare in Werner and Ziyech. because Zia can bag as well. You right can bag. Yep. Exactly. This is, and, he, 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 had, the, he had a drop last year because he was made to be the creator. But the but, season before and that, he, he can bang. But hold on,
2: yes. What have we been saying for the last couple of months? It can't be... We can't be hopeful on ZH to bang. Yeah. We can't. You can't be hopeful on a player to bang. You know what I mean? Especially mm. if they've not been consistent throughout their career in terms of score scoring. Yes, he can score. Yes, he can bang. But we can't be dependent on hoping that he does it. That's just crazy.
1: We can't. Just crazy. We can't, we, can't, we can't expect our attack to have their best season, like each individual in the attack to have their
3: best season for us to compete, do you know what I mean? That's sorry, not- I do, sorry, I do just want to make a point because we ain't really got the visuals up and online ready yet. We're, we're working on that as we speak. But um, we're on Zoom and I can see Dan. And even there where Dan was criticising, he was still smiling. <laughs> 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 You can't, you can't hide it today <laughs> it's like, you can't expect just one player with a big smile
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's true though is, is well, that...
3: listen do you know what That's that perfectly segues into the, the question that I, I particularly like and I think we can spend a lot of time on so um, CFC Max uh, asked and I'm going to shout out Jordan Allen for asking the second half of it because he's a Boston sports fan and I'm not really a Pats guy but I'm a Celtics guy so Jordan Allen asked the second half. CFC Max asked both. A, how is Werner going to be deployed in Lampard's system? And B, what happens to Tammy? So for me, I'm going to lead on the Tammy one. People might disagree here. I don't see Werner starting as a nine 70 percent of the time. I see Tammy as leading the line. I think Lampard values um, hold up play, occupying a back four, running the chasels, being a presence, being a good presser. Being in the bot, I think he values Tammy's work too too much and the profile of Tammy as a striker. Mm. Um he's had success already with Giroud, Tammy, Duke being a pivot striker. Um, I don't see Werner in the Prem being a sole nine, personally. He's not going to get the spaces that he has in Germany, 30, 40 yards to run into. I see him predominantly as um playing on the left. Jordan Allen in this on the, and the users does make a point that we could go two up but we're a bit stacked in midfield now. I think it would be really interesting to see Werner playing off, Tammy, but then there's a big question with, with the midfield and everything. So how do you lot see Werner fitting in in terms of little patterns of play? Will it be a lot of build-up down the right to release him on the left? Is he going to come inside more? Is he, what, how are we going to fit this in?
2: I'll let Jolie lead on that. <clears throat> I think the, the way that
0: I, I see this window panning out is a little bit from, maybe a little bit from hope, but also a little bit what I'm expecting to see. I think the way Lampard will balance the team is he will have an attacking left central midfielder playing someone like Ruben. He'll have someone like Werner, whose job on the left will purely be to obviously sort of link play and stuff like that. But his, his main objective will be to come off the left-hand side, link with Tammy, score goals. And I kind of think in my head that they'll go for a more defensively minded left-back to sort of balance that side out. Right-hand side, you can have Reese James bombing up and down. You've got Cova, Kante playing in that right slot, a bit more defensive, a bit more solid.
2: Mm. And then
0: the right winger tends to be a little bit more, someone who's more willing to come back. Zayek is someone who does a lot of running, for example. So I think that potentially is how he's going to try and balance the team, is have a little bit more offensive-minded players on the left, balance it a little bit on the right-hand side. Tammy sort of being the the kind of pivot player, the link player up top. I I see Werner, for me, primarily being a a left winger, coming off the the left-hand side in a 4-3-3.
2: I think the
0: interesting thing for me, and I know that we've spoken a little bit about playing a diamond in midfield mm. in the uh, in the group chat, is potentially be, you know having Werner as a, a sort of a, a you know a secondary striker behind Tammy and seeing if we can actually utilise our strength, which I think we all kind of agree is in sort of the midfield area. See if we can kind of make use of that in some of the some of the tougher games. But I think primarily he'll be a left winger. I think his job will be almost just to be a wide forward, wide centre forward. You know, not really there to sort of be a playmaker or create, but really be there to. To actually start causing the opposition some some problems. You know, I think also it'd be really interesting to see how he links up with with uh, Ruben because the games that Ruben played with Hazard when they were both fit and on it, you know, that's some of the best kind of football in that area of the pitch we've seen for a while. So Ruben, hopefully when he comes back, him, Werner, Tammy, that little triangle there, with a, a solid left back behind him, you know, a bit more balance on the right hand side. I mean, I'm I'm really excited
3: about seeing something like that on the cards. I think the diamond is, is fanciful because I think even in the preseason in Ireland, we were getting. It was terrible, to be level. fair. I just want to see two strikers at some point. Oh, I mate, that. I love it. I miss two strikers so much. But I, think wow. if, I think with, with, with the signings, if you had sort of Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic with a responsibility to just sit and then have a wing back bomb on, I think Ziyech at the top, Werner, Tamian, and a wide player could do a lot of damage as a, as a four. Mm. Um, going forward. So it'll be interesting at least. I think Zia and Werner, even Pulisic does nicely in 10 spaces against weaker teams. We've seen Callum at youth level play off the top. I think there's enough okay. versatility for it where we don't alienate. On, on the system question, Mead, who loses out? Because we are, the Havertz links aren't going away either. So yeah. we're looking a bit top heavy. Mm,
2: I, okay, top heavy. I think that's a, that's a strong statement. I don't put think it, this way, put that's it this true. way,
3: put it this way, put it this way, put it this way. Go on. If you're Ross Barkley, a returning from injury, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, or Callum Hudson-Odoi, or Christian Pulisic, you're seeing a lot of names in front of you. Uh, So there'll be someone to lose uh, out.
2: let's, Let's talk. So, like I've said before on the podcast, like I said from day one, Frank Lampard doesn't fancy Pulisic as much as people think he does. I can put anything... On he, I think he will be the one to miss out more than anyone else. Yeah, I
3: agree with that. And I, that's I, not, and I think, I think, Lampard's alluded to that a little bit in, in public. In the time. So as well. I think
2: the, the thing is, people don't, I, I think a lot of people, um, don't actually read between the lines of what Frank says because whenever he references Pulisic, even this season, beginning before he had the purple patch, even after he had the purple patch, he references the purple patch. He never references Pulisic like as a player, if you get what I'm trying to say. He references, he just generally references, oh, okay, um, yeah, Pulisic had a good run of form, a good couple of games, blah, 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 um, And it's very, very difficult for for his type, of, like, the way he plays, I think Pulisic is very, um, like, he his style of play is dynamic. But the problem with Pulisic, he is very static when he plays sometimes. And that's because he isn't brave. I feel like a lot of the time he's so passive and static it's very difficult for him to be that dynamic player that I feel yeah. his style of play is. And he, he becomes a ghost in games. And as much as people say, oh, yeah, he does little bits here. Like, you know, when he slots into the 10, he, he, like, he can find people. Right. But we have Ziyech now. Mm-hmm. Like We have, we have Ziyech now. And Ziyech is not a passive I player. It, the, the, shout,
3: the, the shout in August was scrappy do, does some nice yeah. things, not impactful in the box so much. The injury hasn't really helped because he hasn't a helped a bit of momentum was coming, and now he's got two signings that come at a top club.
2: But this is what I was saying to you guys before: Pulisic isn't a bad signing if you want a squad player. Pulisic mm. is a very decent squad player, a very good tactical weapon, very good tactical option, I'd say. Will he be content in being that role or having that role? That remains to be seen. Does he feel like he can be a um, a high level player at a high level club? Playing, playing week in, week out. That remains to be seen. By the end of the day, if you want to work and fight for, for your... Because he's shown that he's a fighter. One thing I can't take away from Pulisic is that he's a fighter. So, these kind of players coming in, it will, it should it should push him because of his mentality. It should push him, really really and truly. Okay, so uh, also, ask, me, also, ask me
3: this in terms of selection. So
2: in terms of selection, for me, I feel like Pulisic... Ziyech
3: and Werner starting because they're... Big money. So then you've yes. got three more slots to fill. Right.
2: So how, I, how I'd work it is, so on a 4 3 or 4 i would play Werner on the left, Tammy up front, Hudson on the right, and it'd be Ziyech as the ten, in my opinion. And then I'd have two um, defensive midfielders, and that would be Kovacic and Kante. That would be me. That would be Havertz. the way I'd start. Yeah. Tra- so if, again, so if it was get Havertz, then Hudson misses out, and that's comfortable. That's Hudson miss out, and you put ZH on the right. Because then you have two creators, you have two creators, and I guess a hybrid goal scorer in Havertz, as well as Werner, as well as Tammy. But then again, that doesn't mean Tammy is safe. Tammy could also come out of the side. Werner could come in. It becomes very, very flexible, and that's one thing that is critical to a big side. You need to have flexibility. You need to have tactical flexibility. So I'm not mad. If we get habits, I'm over the moon. I, I'm jumping for joy. Like Because people say, oh, you can't have too many good players. Fine. I believe, my firm belief is, you can sort that out after. The cream will generally, if there is a fair selection process, and especially if there's a manager that will give people opportunities, rather than having again, predetermined winners, because we've already discussed. This, this, is, where this exactly. is
3: where we've been before. This so is where we've been before years back and we've to watch the wrong players leave.
2: Right, so what happened? So we had this discussion even a couple of weeks ago about Tammy and Mason Mount being the predetermined winners because they're the academy projects and the academy you know, we're going to thrust you into the, um, the, the starting the start eleven. Start. Cool. However, Frank Lampard has recently come out and said look, we are not uh, like, like a, a, a youth a youth set up uh, where you know where like a youth centre, and everyone just comes in and gets a go no we are competitive we want to win Frank and I said this before you guys disagreed with me and I'm I'm going to be in my I was right bag again Frank is a That's winner cool. Frank is a winner B Frank has been winning throughout his career like he and I said it before he can be happy having this gap year of you know what I've got no money cool I'm going to blood the youth because they deserved it They've been, they've merited this moment. And I'm going to bridge the gap between the first team and the youth team. I'm going to do all of that. However, when it's time to blow the bag, when it's time to get competitive, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm not here to make up numbers. I'm not here for bands. I'm here because I feel I could do the job. And that's what I knew that he was on from the jump. And he showed it, he said it, and he's delivering now. Just by the targets that he's targeting, the players that he wants in, if we get Havertz, No one should complain about, oh, what about this? Because these are players of quality. I have no problem with spending money on quality. I've said it too many times. You don't want to spend money on shitty squad players when you've got a youth academy that are prim and proper ready to play rather than getting the 40 millions on drink waters. I will never accept it. I will never accept it. Habers, bring me. Werner, bring me. (laughs) ZX, <laughs> bring me. Other youth, I'm not trying to hear. I don't want to hear other shitty youths. It don't make no sense. We've got a youth team, youth squad, a very good youth squad that are went willing and ready to play if necessary. Yeah, I'm trying to say. I was giving names I was like, like right.
1: Ryan Fraser. Okay. Brother,
2: come on, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Fraser. <laughs> Do you know how many youth yeah. players we've got at levels? Come that on. Was,
3: that is like Fraser. Listen, no disrespect to Fraser. He's been quality in the Premier League. Done his, he probably will get himself a move, brilliant. Oh. But that stinks of Tal Ben Haim oh. and that summer <laughs> of just you know what he's well, he's free, yeah. so we'll do it.
2: People get offended when I, I turn I my nose up, on the, up, up at those kind of players. That's not to say that Fraser's not a good Prem player, he's a very good Prem player, and he'll probably go yeah, on yeah. to do good things at maybe a Spurs or Everton. He do good things, he do good things, and that's not to say he's, not ba- he's a bad player, however. Why would you spend 30, 40 million pounds on a 25-year-old, 26-year-old that is not going to elevate you when you've got an 18, 19-year-old that is buzzing to play for your
3: team? Buzzing. And they will run for you. And as as much as a naysayer as I am with these transfers, I think it is refreshing that for the first time in a little while, we seem to be in the conversation legitimately rather than just another... Like, for me, last season, if we didn't have the ban, we're not in the Havertz conversation. Mm. If Real Madrid and Bayern Munich are in that conversation, we're not in no, that no, conversation. Um, Joe, just a quick one on that. Go on, Dan. I was going to say, if you take a look
1: at the landscape right now, you see Barcelona bartering, trying to do anything to sign Tyro. They don't have the bag. You see Liverpool and their situation, like, they couldn't afford 55 million burner. They don't have the bag. You see Man City, banned from the Champions League. Who's going to go there? Do you know what I'm saying? Right now, it's United or Chelsea. That's why, whenever there's a top player,
3: it's United and Chelsea at a table. Mate, we, we should probably have two windows off every year if this is, if die, this is, this is what's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, honestly, I, you I'm joke. Not, I joke, But like, you're right, though. We've got the players coming through that can contribute, at least at squad level. So why not just do it every two years? Make sure you measure your targets. Boy, but, is, Joe, Joe, just a quick one. What, did, what does Werner mean regarding? Uh, Havertz and Sancho I mean I can tell that uh, this is from Raul Cortez I can tell them what it means for Sancho that's not loaded. any difference we ain't getting it <laughs> Joe, Joe what does the Verna signing mean for Havertz
0: so this summer Chelsea are getting quite a big lump sum from Atletico for um, for Alvaro Morato it's about what 46, 47 million pound so uh, Werner's probably going to cost the club about 18, 19 million quid a year in costs um, and that's what 50 million and about 175,000 pounds a week Havertz on a similar deal is, is comfy. is really, really comfortable at that level. Also, so,
3: another one which I've seen is we are having to lower the price a lot, obviously, but there seems to be something of a market for Bakayoko as well, which is pretty reassuring. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, not only are you getting off all of those, uh, getting some or getting a direct cash injection from the transfer fee, you're getting rid of all of those you know, amortization costs as well. So, clubs freeing up tons of money by getting rid of, I think, some of these uh, squad players or players that are just right. out on loan. There's no point playing, like paying £15 million a year on the books for someone who doesn't even kick a ball for Chelsea. So, you know, get these guys off the books. Franklin's you know,
2: my goat. He's my goat. <laughs> he's my goat. <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. Like, he's getting rid of the drink wars and them. Nah, my goat. That's, <laughs> that's my Number goat. one. That's my goat. That's sad. That's, that's my goat. But yeah, go on, Joe. Sorry for cutting
0: you off. No, 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 it's cool. But yeah, I mean, you know, so I I think even, even without getting rid of players, that money for me comfortably covers another player at at sort of the Werner level in terms of spend. You know, if Havertz is a little bit more, you know, Chelsea could probably go up to 25 probably £27 million a year for someone like him. So it's it's a really comfortable situation for the club. And and to, you know, reiterate what what Dan is saying and and Ife about other teams, you know, Liverpool have got no money. You know, their their Fenway Sports Group are already sort of, you know, cutting uh, wages in America for the Red Sox. They've put off doing their, their massive redevelopment of Anfield. City really won't be able to buy anyone. I don't know how attractive they'll be. Oil markets have tumbled. They, you know, no champions league us and United and even United have kind of dipped a little bit in, in sort of what's going on with, with the economy. So, you know, we've, we, for us, you know, if we put our foot on the accelerator in this window, that gap between city and Liverpool and us, I do think it can close quite a bit. And as you know,
1: well, I think face if they're saying, if you look at the underlying players, numbers
3: for Liverpool, I mean, they didn't make any noticeable signings last year either. Um, and they're, the underlying numbers they overperformed a lot of metrics this year. Yeah. Now, that's not to take anything away from them. They've been top class. They've been one of the best Premier League sides in terms of efficiency. Not if, even if the football's not been amazing this year. But I don't know when you look at the numbers behind it, and potentially no big reinforcement, it does feel like the sort of thing that can drop off quite quickly. Mm, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I, th- I think the club have you're right realized that. Like this could be quite a big opportunity of a summer um while while a lot of people are sort of standing still if you if you take a step forward then then it can it can really help i think something touched on there in terms of being prudent financially and and what Mead said in terms of you can't have enough quality a lot of listener questions are um my favorite one to be fair uh was worded perfectly and it was from let me try to find the geezer, Chris Stevens. I think. Um, uh, Chris Stevens. and he basically just said, Will we get a defense? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, there are so uh, many burner accounts from you on this
3: Discord, there's <laughs> like 15 yes <laughs> burner accounts. <laughs> so, I mean, Simon Johnson at the athletic team and everyone, and it's been said, and it's a Lampard. Oh, hey, wait,
2: yes, uh, and it, the vibe. <laughs>
3: Listen oh, I know but we've got bye, to go to bro.
2: We're cooking I'm refusing
3: this. <laughs> I'm refusing <laughs> to believe We're I'm cooking refusing this. to believe that Ashley Cole has anything to do with this that's got to be rubbish by the way like that's crap um but yeah Chilwell is looking almost definitely nailed on oh. now, the fees are mental we don't have to go too much into Chilwell but if Chilwell comes in at left back a few other people have asked if we if we sign any centre backs so for example, um, Aladdin CFC just said centre-back problem is a big inconsistency for us that they've asked about. Um, uh, uh, Rubango 11 was asking if, if you don't want to go for Koulibaly, I think just trying to rule out an obvious target. Who would you go for at the, at the centre-back just to complete? Um, Sam in says three great signings there in terms of ZX Chilwa and Werner. Yep. Just the centre-back that needs to compete. So, is there anyone that you guys think, hopefully, could come through? I mean, I don't see any links might be fanciful.
2: For me, there's two that I've earmarked that I really like. Um, So, there's Akanji at Dortmund, um, who I think is very, very solid. Very good defender and good on the ball. Um, So, Akanji's one. There's no links, of course, but he's one that I'd earmark and say, yeah... um, He'd add a lot to our defense because of his defensive stability and his ability on the ball. Um, but also, um, yeah. yeah, he's up a yeah. Uh,
3: I'm, I'm, of... I'm glad it was you who got that name wrong because the optics would have been good for me getting it very, right. yeah.
2: yeah. Listen, I've, <laughs> literally, I've been saying his name so consistently for so long, but then I'm just like, Umpa Pacano,
3: but yeah,
2: yeah, um, Pacano, good defender, he's very good defender, he's um, he's Werner's teammate at Leipzig. Um... Yeah, he makes the defender look very, very easy. And he's so mature for his age in terms of just his defensive awareness, tactical awareness. Again, ability on the ball, very good. Um, not as good as a kanji um, on the ball, but still good on the ball. Um, and he's not a rash defender. I feel like the kind of profile that we're looking for in, in terms of like that side of the defence um, is someone that's composed. That isn't rushing into tackles isn't like a super aggressor, but can be aggressive so it's almost like we're looking at the van Dyke mold um so someone that is very imposing, physically dominant strong um, but very composed, good on the ball, and um doesn't isn't one that makes rash decisions and I feel like our defenders can be quite rash um all of them, apart from um, Christensen, but Christensen is a little bit on the slighter side, so can be physically dominated. Um, so, yeah, I think Umu Pekano and um, Akanji would be good signings. Those are the two that I'd be looking at. Obviously, Bali would be great, but I don't know how much it will cost. I and think
3: I'm always very wary of signing players when they've had their best ever season as well. Right,
2: right, right exactly.
3: Yeah, but you're You're signing the player from that year rather than the one you're going to get. Right. For the of that year, um, right. I think, yeah, I mean, the two you've you mentioned definitely have an upside. Dan, one one that I'd like from you really to chime in on is um, we've got a question from Lampard Till I Die. Now, listen, boys who are listening, yeah, girls who are listening, man, them who are listening, girl, them who are listening, if you're going to ask questions, yeah, I beg you, just change your name. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, what, Aaron, Jermaine's second side? account, I just want to be able to say, <laughs> has asked the question. Jerome asks the question, Lampard till I die, like, that's not what you get called at home. But anyway, uh, Christensen, yay or nay long term? It's a, it's a good frank question. For, for me, it's a nay. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say it's a
1: nay is because I don't see him as a star and I know... We all know with him and his dad, like his
2: dad, bro. His dad's yeah. incredible. They're on it,
1: and yeah. and look, he served his time. It is already like he he left um, us and he played like as a starter in Germany. So he's tasted that, mm. and I think it's difficult to tell him to come back and just be a bench boy. Yep. Um. So what I'd say, I, I, I'd say, sell him. Let's raid. The, let's continue to raid the Bundesliga. Meads have been dropping the names. I don't care who it is. I don't really watch the Bundesliga. <laughs> like that. I, I know the defenses are bad. But everyone, all the championship manager does are saying, all the football manager does are saying, "Oscar Mercado is good." Like obviously that's Werner's boy, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, and nice. and if we take him, then maybe they'll play Lampardu as well. So yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I um, definitely, I think we should sell Christiansen. I think we need, we just need someone to come in to always start because mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that we're constantly rotating. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't trust anyone. Lampard needs his man in defence that is always going to play.
3: Right. I would argue that while the defending as a neutral and a fan in the Bundesliga doesn't look good and it does have the highest rates of goals in the top five leagues like it's it's a pretty significant percentage above like not massively but significant across loads of games I would argue that it's going to be one of the hardest leagues to defend in because of the demand from the fans and yeah. from the managers to play a certain way and leave so much space behind you so well, it's it's a funny one this a whilst you look at the league sometimes and think what the hell like i'm not going to see that they're not going to have that in the premier it's not the same in the premier league the premier league is is a funny one but it, it's not quite as open yeah. by design and it's also not quite as It's quick in terms of the ball travels, but it's not as quick in terms of whole units of a team traveling. We
1: begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah.
3: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. And overloading defenders. And I think if you look good in the Bundesliga, I think that's a really, really good good standing. I don't have a huge, huge catalog of evidence to back that up, but I'd be quite confident about, about those players. Um, now, quickly on that, like...
1: One of the things that we've kind of struggled with was in transition. And yes. there's hella transitions in Bundesliga. So he's got experience in terms of dealing with like, that type of shit. So I, bring him in. Bring him in because we need that shit.
3: Yeah. And I've got another listener question for you, bro. I know which one this is. I know <laughs> what it is. Uh, go on. Ask what, the uh, so why do you hate Mason Mount? I don't hate
1: <laughs> Mason Mount. Tweet. Joe has been spreading this propaganda. I don't know where <laughs> the propaganda has come from. My, my thing is, I hated him in number 10. I hated him behind the striker. Because for me, from pre-season, I could see that actually he was one of our best players in pre-season. However, the way he executes number 10 for me is like a type of striker thing. Like he always wants to shoot. That's his thing. That's cool. But I just like him receiving the ball with his body face at the goal. So all of my tweets that you've seen, all of the energy <coughs> is towards Mount. Let me get off. All of the energy you've seen isn't towards Mount, it's towards Mount behind the striker. Guys,
2: okay,
1: so got, Hold on, hold on. i the record
3: Dan smiler has gone when he was I've talking got about... Bre- I've yeah, bro. then 90, if you're listening, uh, uh, Dan Smile turned into a grimace when you even mentioned... <laughs> guys, I've got
2: breaking news. I've got breaking news. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> Apparently... Now, don't quote me, but apparently, that a bid has been lodged for Jaden Sancho. Ah, uh, wow! Well.
1: it. I saw apparently seventy million rejected. I saw that earlier. I don't know if it's true, but allegedly, we had a seventy million bid LCR rejected.
2: are moving
1: mad. Roman Dourouls,
2: what's, what's the source
1: for that? Uh, means I'm not, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> I think
2: I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> That, a, a, a bid has been um, lodged and as far as I'm aware has been rejected for Jaden Sancho um, Wow Okay Because
0: he was in London wasn't he recently he got, he got told off he'd come back for a, quote, unquote, a haircut but
3: <laughs> you know. To be fair I don't know yeah, about Dortmund room. and the trims in Dortmund I've, I've never been but uh, <laughs> I don't know East You know what I, I have a theory behind all this by the way mm. Has anyone noticed that we're moving mad as soon as uh, one of our young wingers started making the wrong headline,
2: mm.
3: Frank is like, "You know what? Dead your contract. I don't care. I'm just gonna go <laughs> side the yard like they're supposed to."
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's looking very, very. We're moving aggressive. I can't lie. We're moving very aggressive, and I am. I am. It's been a long time since I've felt this feeling of <laughs> joy. Not just joy, <laughs> but oh, it's very difficult to put it into words. But the feeling of Roman domination just flooding back again. Like You know when all of your rival fans and your friends that used to just absolutely... Hate Roman. Oh, all this rubbish money. He's like It's fake money. He's got, he's got blood. Like, all of it. The drug. I don't think you understand the injections that I'll be doing if we get a couple of men. If we get Sancho or Havertz, the injections will be absolutely delicioso. The druggo will be a fix and a high that I have never experienced in my life. Yeah. But here we are.
1: Here we are. Yo, yes, you need to speak to him because... Meade is going off. Meade has gone too far. This a bit of your... I'm going it back. You let me
3: you it himself. back. That's that's is, is curious. He's not here silence. last year, and, and you got hurt, and I didn't want you to get hurt, and I tried to tell you that...
2: You <laughs> His silence. Be. His silence was just like, I'm furious. <laughs> but I'm not going to
3: say like You're too far gone, bro. You're just, too no, far. My silence was a very different version of I prefer not to speak. <laughs> 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 of, I prefer not to speak. No, listen, it's gonna be interesting. even If we're just fronting with a bid just to look like the Dons I'd, fuck it. Fuck it. Have it, bro. Damn, you, man. Just a little just um, the waters, man. Another question which is it's not as it's not as um, headline grabbing as the other one but I know that with with a lot of academy focused guys in, in the in the chat right now, um it's one that could be interesting. Um Jonathan Kidd, thank you for having a real name and not some madness. Um <laughs> He asked what future for Abraham if, if uh, Werner signed. I think we've sort of touched on that. Future for Giroud, despite signing a new contract. If I'm honest, we've touched on that on a previous pod. I think that's more just a family decision. The, the world's a bit of an unstable place right now. Mm. It's a sensible thing to do. If things settle down and a decent offer comes in, I think he'll be on, on the move. Um, but it just made sense in the moment. Mm. And thankfully as well, because I think we're going to need his help over the, these next few games. Um, towards the end of this restarted season. But then the last one is, if we do get Chilwell, um, <sighs> there is a question about who we'd prefer out of Tagliafico or, or Tellers or Chilwell, and we can get into that after. But if we do get this left back, um, Jonathan Kidd just asked, what about what about Matson? Is, is Matson someone that you lot see as <sighs> worth that sort of backing and, and being made the second choice? Or do you think he still needs a loan and he still needs a lot of development? I, I'm not yeah. huge on Matson in terms of minutes watched, I won't lie. Uh, right. He's probably so, the, the prospect I've seen the least of.
2: So Matson Matt for me, he's a, he's a good player. Um, definitely very, very good in, in terms of um, going forward. And um, defensively, I feel he needs a bit of work. But I think that work comes with experience. And um, probably a loan will be best for him. But whilst we're getting rid of a left-back... Um, and I feel like he's got the capacity to play Cup games and League league Cup games and FA Cup games, but is that enough for him at 18? I don't know. I I, I feel maybe a loan would be a sensible option, maybe a two-year loan, Um, but at the same time, I do want to have him around, so it's quite selfish of me, but I do feel like he, if presented with an opportunity, he could possibly take it, because I'm not quite confident on, on Chilwell, um, and if we do sell Emerson or Alonso, I'm not really confident on, Alonso I'm not confident with, Emerson I think is a, a, a better player than people think he is, um, and he isn't really given the opportunity, and I guess the benefit of the doubt um, that most squad players don't get really at Chelsea, um, but it's, an, it's a weird one really. does Emerson I mean? No, yeah, I think, yeah, Emerson doesn't like Emerson's Emerson's had moments here. I feel like most squad players in it in our club don't get the benefit of doubt in terms of them being given an opportunity, for example, you're expecting. A Giroud, or you're expecting a Michi or you're expecting an Emerson who don't play often to perform, I mean, or Barkley yeah. to be playing at a high level
3: every time that they get an opportunity. It's not really fair. Em- a, Emerson's a funny one that we've we've touched on. I know I know Dan hates it when he shoots, but like we um <laughs> when it was the end of the Sari era, he, he was good. A, he looked really he promising, and I think he can definitely contribute. I think <laughs> defensively, uh, defensively. Yeah. He's not. He, he's, he's he's solid all round. He's not exceptional at any maybe one thing. He's a nice link-up player. I think like we upset Jermaine with last week, I think him not being exceptional at any one thing is probably the thing that will put him first out the door, I reckon. And because if he's not starting, how is he going to sort of add a difference or a bit of variety or, or change the game? Um, but we'll see what happens with the left-backs. and And that leads to... I think really the last last listener question that um, that we haven't already covered, and it, it was that one that uh, has just been mentioned, and that was, out of the three link- left-backs that we are linked with, who, who are you most keen on? And I think also it's a bit of an empty question because the Chilwell link looks so strong. So I think maybe just summarise some of your thoughts on that, because I know there are some fans who... Um, aren't huge on Chilwell, but I know there are some fans who rate him a lot higher and think that people are too harsh on him and this and the other. So, Joe, where, where do you stand on on Chilwell as a player, especially in relation to the market and what we already have and the fee that we're being quoted? Because it, does, it seems like he's going to cost more than our last two signings by a considerable amount.
0: I mean, if you're paying 40, 50, 60 million pounds, whatever fee that, that's been looked at at the moment for a left back, you, you've got to buy someone who is at least exceptional defensively or exceptional offensively. Like, he has to be one or the other. Ideally, you want someone who's a good two way player. And I don't think, certainly looking at, at Chill, I don't think he is of that caliber player. I mean, you'd, you'd pay it for like an Ashley Cole in his prime, that small sort of fee. You know, for for a left back, he's not, you know, he's not a Marcelo going forward. He's not Alexandro in his prime. He's he's not that good going forward and he's not a a fantastic defender either. So I think he's, you know, athletically, I think he's great. You know, he's got a great engine. I think he's a very physical player. He's pretty decent in the air for his size, good size for a fullback. I think he's like 5'10", 5'11", decent Mm. enough size for a left back. But is he he exceptional enough to pay that sort of money for him? I don't particularly think so. And it's kind of why I lean to, to looking at Tagliafico as the guy that I'd get. Because so I just think that just from a pure defensive standpoint, if you have him for two seasons, A, you get to look at and see how he develops over the next two years. But also you can start looking at a crop of some of these younger left backs that are playing in Europe and determine, you know, if Matson's not the guy, who's going to be the long-term person? I think, you know, Tagrefico comes in, he's probably a player at his peak. You know, He's probably going to be there for the next two, three seasons. For me, defensive cover on the left-hand side is the most important thing that I would want in terms of the characteristics of players that I'm looking at. So for me, he's the guy. And, you know, Chilwell, if they're paying £40 for him and Lampard loves him, then, you know, okay, fair enough. But I I think from, from my perspective, I don't think he's worth anywhere near that sort of investment. And, you know, if he wasn't English and, you know, and... You know, I'm not sure if if anyone anyone be looking at him with with the kind of numbers he's putting up, the kind of data, the kind of sort of mm. you know performances I've seen him have. I don't think you'd be looking at him in like France or Germany, going, you know, what this this is the guy that 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 we want to bring in to be the left back for the next you know five, six, seven seasons because he's really young. He's like 21, isn't he? 22. He's, he's super young. 23. 23. So I mean, he's going to be here for you know five, six, seven years. Mm. Um, I don't think he's worth that sort of investment. But you know, I, I've I've been wrong about backs in the past, but uh, for me, not worth it. But Tagli菲co is the
2: guy. What is the amount that's being touted for Chilwell?
0: 40 is the lowest I've seen. I've seen anything up to 60, 70, which is mental. So
2: again, we we talk about the utilization of resources and being efficient with our money. Um, I don't see how a 70 million pound left back is being economical or efficient, especially at this point in time where the market is crazy um, in terms of basic economy, it just doesn't make any sense. We've looked at the numbers, we looked at the data, we looked at his analytics. We watch him; I watch him thoroughly, um, because again, I, I, the numbers that were being touted earlier in the season it just made me feel quite uncomfortable. And I've liked Ch- Chilwell as a player. I don't think that he's, he's shocking.
3: The highest I saw yeah. earlier in the season was eighty-five. Eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that's like, gonna. Be what, right they saw, like,
2: what they saw, they were, they were touting, it should be the same what Maguire was paid um, by United. Um, but again. He doesn't make me feel comfortable, and I've watched him enough, especially this season and last season. So last season, he had a relatively decent season. Um, he was decent going forward. Again, decent defensively. He wasn't as exposed defensively. Um, but ever since they've had Brendan Rodgers, he has been a, a lot more exposed, and he has been getting through a, a lot more work. And when he gets through work you, you and he starts getting tested, you start to realise that, you know what? He actually isn't good defensively. Um, defensively. Not a good player. And offensively going forward, he brings a lot of energy. And that may be something that Chelsea just needs, just energy. But if you just require energy, then you might as well play Emerson. But anyway, that so going forward in terms of crossing, assisting, he doesn't provide any of that. He does he won't provide any of that. Um he'll he may get a goal here and there, may get a couple of assists, maybe like three or four a season, but that's not really and you're not good defensively. I just don't really see how you're getting much value. Uh, you know, and uh, like Joe said, 40, 40 to 50 million pounds on a, on a left back it just doesn't make any sense. Tagliofico again, he's 20, 27, I believe, 28? Yeah, 27, I think, yeah. That's the, that's the perfect age to buy a player where, especially when you've got a young player in the wings that you're hoping to develop. And you may, you may not need an absolutely world-class left back. You just might just need a, a competent one. But why would you buy a competent one? If you get what I'm trying to say, why would yeah. you spend over 40 million pounds on just a competent left back? You could just breed one. And that's what we have. We can, have, there's, there's very every possibility that Matson could be a competent left back for us. But why would you ruin the opportunity of his growth and development by buying a 60 sixty million pound, twenty-three year old who's only five years or four, or five years older than Matson? It makes no sense. So I'm hoping that Tag- Tagli Fico is the player that we are, that we're after and we end up getting because the the Chilwell one just doesn't sit right with me. You're spending striker money on a left back. It's just strange.
1: Lampard listens to the podcast, isn't it? So I'm hoping, Lampard- yeah, yeah, but
2: we've been talking about this for time, and Frank is still holding on. Come on, he still
1: needs some convincing. So hopefully,
3: oh. that
2: model will up. come on, Frank. Well, yeah, but that's it, really. But if we do buy him, but we also get a, uh, you know, the Verna, you got the Sancho or the Havertz, either one of those two, and or you um, get So yeah, I can, I can accept two or three out of the four transfers we make. Being okay, oh, or being yeah. exceptional, yeah. and you could just get, could just get the chill out. And he, if he tanks, he, you, you get rid of him, you bin him, and we, we actually start doing a sensible transfer. Get a tag Lefica the next season.
1: Whatever. Cool. For me, quickly on this, I agree with Joe and the way he kind of sees things. Hmm. I like the idea of having a defender as a left back because we've got, like, if we imagine Ruben on the left, left central midfield, he can transition the ball up. So if Werner's playing there, we don't need him to transition. But we need Loftus to get in the box for crosses. We need Vernon to get in the box for crosses. I want my left back to be defensively sturdy. What I, I, I want him to care about is the defence. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want Loftus looking back. Go forward, do you know what I mean? So I, I, it worries me because Chilwell, a lot, of, a lot of people are saying at the beginning of the season, oh, we need to get a, defense, a, a better um, defensively kind of sound left back. Because um, uh, Emerson was playing. And then when... when City played Leicester. Chilwell got ragdolled the now same word. way. He got ragdolled, and yeah. and that wasn't the only game that he got ragdolled too. So I don't have confidence in him defensively. Look, I'm not an expert in Chilwell, but one thing I one thing I do know is that stats-wise, I've looked at the stats. Um, Tagliafico obviously is in a in a more like a weaker league, but he just looks like a defender. That first. And I'd, I'd even prefer just put Aspie there. But for me, that left back position, I want, I need someone that's the first. Because, like Joe said earlier, I think he summed it up nicely. Reese James is going to be bombing forward on the other side. He's going to be there overtaking ZM. On this side, we've got someone that is going to be cutting in. Yeah, so um, defensively, because that's one side. Obviously, if we've got Kante on the Reese James side, that's one side. If we're going to have lost his cheek as the person we want to get into the box, we need someone sound defensively
3: um, as a fullback. Solid, solid chat. Um, I think that's that's a good roundup for what we we wanted to discuss this week. Um, Thanks for all your questions, those listening in. um, Gave us a real, real good guidance on the discussions. Next week, Lock-In, it will be our last pod, lads, before the Premier League returns. Unless there is unforeseen COVID madness. Um, (laughs) But listen in in next week, because what we're going to be going over is a feature we're going to introduce... Um, moving forward indefinitely where we're going to be doing the Chessy Hour Power Rankings and we're going to be doing those monthly and just give some of you guys input as well um, as we sort of put together our metrics and our opinions on, on who's had the strongest improvement over the month, who's dropping off a bit, who's most in contention from the academy, who's knocking on the door, who's leading the way in player of the season, player of the month polls. Um, and it'll be really good so we'd like to get a lot of interaction from you guys for that Um, and that will be next week as well as just looking forward to the fixtures that we have getting any more words from the gaffer from Lampard from players on on this over the eve of the Premier League coming back and hopefully having an actual signing because all now this Werner thing could blow up in our face like it might have for the end lot so so yeah Um, boys thanks so much for your time as always been great chatting See you all next week. It's Thank been Chessy Hour, Touchland Fracas, again and again every week. Same time, same content. See you lots soon.
2: Bless.
3: Cheers. Does anybody want breakfast?
1: Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning.